How's it going, everyone? This is me, Chewy, again, welcoming you to the second episode of my podcast entitled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends, in which I will uh, discuss several aspects of horror media, mainly films for the moment, but I will also be exploring elements from books, maybe video games and TV shows down the line, depending how things go for this podcast. Um, I just want to make a quick announcement real quick before I start with the actual episode. I do have a side hustle, I am a musician as I mentioned in the first episode, and I do have original music on Spotify, I do have original music uh, being worked on at the moment, that's been recorded, instrumental guitar pieces, uh, more straightforward pop rock songs, uh, that kind of stuff still in development, so I will let you know when that gets released, it will be uploaded on YouTube and Spotify, hopefully not very long from now. I do have a Facebook page entitled JV Multimedia Productions, in which I have links to all those things. I do offer services for audio recording and helping with songwriting, so that's one thing that I would like to put out in the open, just in case anybody out there is interested in uh, acquiring my services. <laughs> so, before I forget, the music on Spotify that's already been released is under the name Tainted Equilibrium. That's kind of a fancy name, I know. So once again, that is Tainted Equilibrium. You can find that on Spotify. It is not of the greatest quality, I must admit. I recorded those pieces, I want to say about two, three years ago already, but uh, it's out there, you know, in case you want to enjoy some instrumental heavy metal, if that tickles your fancy. Um, the other thing I want to announce is that the background music that we'll be playing throughout the episodes, you can hear it underneath my conversation, underneath my voice. It'll be also uploaded on a playlist on YouTube in case you want to play that for your um, entertainment, for social gatherings. I know right now we're kind of limited on that given the situation we're living through, but hopefully in the future you can uh, still use those tracks for parties, for entertainment purposes, like I said. Uh, I'll be uploading those tracks as I can. I already have recorded a couple of them, three or four maybe. I'll work on new ones for upcoming episodes, so I'm, I'm gonna keep that kind of stuff being updated every now and then. It's a lot of work, but I enjoy it. I enjoy doing all these things. It's, it's a catharsis, you know, it's a release. I'm using my free time for something productive and something that hopefully people out there will enjoy. And the last thing that I would like to share with you guys is that I have some great news. Uh, I was able to find a co-host to help me with this new podcast adventure. Um, she's a good friend of mine. She and I used to work together and then she became an adult and <laughs> moved halfway across the country. But we have kept in touch. You know, we've, we've been good friends up until now. So I was lucky that when I asked her, I thought of, of asking her to help me for this she agreed and she is now on board so i will let her introduce herself in a segment in a couple of moments here so uh i hope you guys enjoy this conversation with her and let the episode begin so in this segment i want to introduce my very good friend monica who is going to be joining me as a co-host of sort in this um, podcast of mine and I wanted to take the time and give her an opportunity to introduce herself so you guys can get to know some things about her and, and why it is that I decided to invite her to join me in this endeavor. Uh, say hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. How's it going? Uh, okay, Monica, so real real quick, uh, I just, you know, wanted to 
again, give you the opportunity to express yourself and, and give you uh, some of your experiences and, and share some of that with us if you don't mind. <clears throat> so let's go ahead and start with some of your basic personal background. Just go ahead and, uh, and enlighten the viewers and myself on your background. Okay, so as you already said, my name is Monica and I'm from the RGV, which is like more specifically McAllen, Texas. Um, right now I'm actually living in California thousands of miles away from your humble host and my bestie, Chewy. Um, <laughs> I'm Hispanic, so like by default I grew up hearing scary stories from my family and I think just the fact that religion is traditionally a big part of being Hispanic, whether you believe in it or not. I grew up hearing about the, the devil, like brujeria, and which is like witchcraft. So I think those things sort of planted a seed in my brain and naturally led me to being interested in the horror genre. Um, so that's one of my favorite things of all time like i've always been into like watching scary movies reading scary stories like all that stuff that's awesome so going back to the you know brujeria stuff do you think that's part of our dna <laughs> like I, I think every hispanic person i mean and, and on some level has had some sort of contact or experience or, or they've heard something or they've they're, they've experienced something themselves is is that something you would agree with yeah i mean i, I think it's it's mostly because, um, honestly, I don't really know the entire reason why this is always like prominent in our culture. Because I, I think it's mostly it has to do with like the the good and bad. So like you have mm -hmm. to have um, like in in this case like the devil, right, which is like the evil, to have people kind of like um, have something to be scared of. So I think it plays a big part in in like. Well, especially for our parents, you know, to discipline us, like we always uh, grew up with them threatening us to lock us. Well, I mean, I don't know if everybody does this, but like, <laughs> you know, like I'm not saying that they're going to be locking us in the closet, but um, yeah, I've always heard like, oh, if you don't behave well, you're, you're going to have the kukui visit you at them in the middle of the night, which is like, <laughs> yeah. man, right. And like that kind of like forces you to behave because if not, then what are they going to use against us? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they they, they kind of have to force their hand a little bit, right? Yeah. Get, get us unruly ch <laughs> children under control. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so it, it's interesting you brought that, that whole locking in the closet thing because I, I eventually want to do the movie Carrie, you know, and, and that's something that happens in the movie, but I'm not going to talk about that right now because it's like okay. something for the future. But that, that was brought up in that movie, by the way, the yeah. mother locking up Carrie in the closet for being naughty or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so anyways, moving on a little bit, uh, could you go ahead and maybe tell me what you did in college as far as what kind of degree you pursued and, and how that connects to your horror like uh, fandom I guess if you want to call it <laughs> um, yeah so um, I actually have a bachelor's degree in creative writing and it's it, it was a journey like I didn't exactly plan on studying that um, I initially wanted to to like do um, like uh, graphic design um, but I've always been good at writing. I love reading and it's always been like the one thing that I've always felt that like just comes naturally and and since I knew I was going to spend a bunch of money in college, I figured like I would study something that I actually like. Um something that like I was actually going to be interested in and like be passionate about. Uh -huh. So even though I have yet to use my degree because <laughs> I actually work in like uh in administration so that's like nothing to do with what i study 
but um, I did do I did take a lot of literature literature classes when um, when I was in college. So we analyzed themes and characters, plots, like all that good stuff. And then since the plan was to eventually make a career out of writing, I had to learn how everything works mm-hmm. and how to use it. So I have some experience in that field. Um, but like that's not what got me into the horror genre because um, that actually started when I was uh, like a little kid in elementary. So. Mm-hmm during like halloween season like a long 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 time ago <laughs> um like the the librarian in our school had like this event where like they would have you know the kids from every class go in there and she would read to them and they would read us like scary stories so um for me that was like an iconic moment because um that's when i was introduced to urban legends so okay. that librarian was like sitting on this little like chair and she had this big, like, thick red book, which was already kind of, like, scary just by looking at it. And from there, she read a bunch of stories, um, some that I already knew, like La Llorona, and that one about that lady in white that tries to get a ride from, like, people, like, on the road. Like, oh, the yeah, road yeah, like the one with the jacket, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. they had that one, right? And she told us a bunch of other, other stories, too. And I remember her telling us, like, oh, you know, this this book is going to be out there for you guys to check out if you want to read it, if you want to, like, look at all the other stories, because it was mm-hmm. a big book. And, like, for weeks, I tried to get it. And every time that I tried to go to the library to pick it up, somebody already had it. So <laughs> eventually, like, I finally got it. I got to read it, and I was, like, super into it, really intrigued. And from there, I kind of just went going, like, um, further and further into, like, the, the horror genre. So... I went from that Urban Legends book to um, Arl Stein, and it had like it was like the Goosebumps books, and then from there um, he had another series called Fear Street. Uh-huh. So I read all of those, and then I discovered um, Christopher Pike in middle school, and so from there I just kind of went going, going and going until I made my way to Stephen King, and like okay. that author has like one of the most intense stories um from that genre and like the i think the reason why i like them so much is because they like really mess with your head like the imagery in in the stories is just like really like vivid and like it's really like grotesque so Mm -hmm. it really kind of like like sucks me into the book so i think that's why i like it and it's like it's not it's not because it's like you know like i don't really like i'm not that into like the jump scares and all that uh-huh. It's just mostly like the psychological aspect of it. So I, I think that's why I like it the most because it kind of like um, messes with with like all types of like ideas. Like and I think in there then most of his stories, like he does include a lot of stuff about like Satanism and like which is like really creepy mm-hmm. already. So yeah. that kind of like, makes it more interesting. Cool. It's it's interesting how you and I kind of had a similar thing because uh, in my first episode that that, that I kind of introduce myself to everybody and, and discuss what I thought horror is or what I think horror is, mm-hmm. uh, I kind of gave like a similar kind of review or, or, or a retelling of my upbringing. And I was also introduced to horror t- through, or, or you know, R.L. Stein, the Fear Street stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Stephen King, of course, you know, I'm also a big fan of his and, and that's why you and I get along so well. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I, would, I would say. <laughs> Great mind things alike, my friend. Great mind things alike. I was about to say that. Yeah. <laughs> See, we're synced up already. Like you know, you're like three thousand yeah. miles away from me, and, and I, I I read your mind. <laughs> so, which is why I'm really happy and excited to have you. By the way, like I I really uh, appreciate you taking your time to to join me in this new adventure of mine. 
so yeah, it, it, it's funny how that stuff like that works out. You know, like I, I was just listening to you, and, and, and I was like, wow, you know, that, that's 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 kind of what I kind of what I went through also. So mm -hmm. it's really cool, you know, we're kind of synced up a little bit and I guess we're gonna at some points have our little disagreements, but that's fine too, you know, it's part of the whole experience. Uh, yeah. You know, we each have our opinions and maybe one thing, one time I'll say one thing and you might be like, eh, it's not really how I see it, but you know, that's perfectly mm -hmm. fine, you know, that's, that's why we're here to discuss this and hopefully, um, you know, have some fun doing it. Yes. Uh, so maybe uh, you've named some of your like favorite authors, but what about, you know, what is it that that kind of re made you realize that you're a horror fan? Like, what, what was the moment that, that you were like, "Oh crap!" You know, this is like my my one of the things that I'm gonna like, and, and I need to make this a part of me. Like, so when I was in sixth grade, mm -hmm. I had this like friend, um, and she was like into like occult stuff. You know, like she was like a goth kid, so she knew all about like all these scary like stories and like movies and all that. And um, I remember. Uh, we were in class and she told me about this movie that she had seen that was really messed up, really scary. And I was like, well, what is it? And she told me that it was The Exorcist. And I had never heard of it. Like my, like I grew up like watching like, you know, like Disney movies and stuff like that. And my parents, <laughs> never, let me, yeah. <laughs> my parents never let me watch like, you know, like scary stuff because they, they didn't want us to have like nightmares or to get like messed up, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I kind of like borrowed this like on the download and then eventually ended up telling my mom like, hey, you know, like there's this movie that I want to watch. It's scary. Um, but, you know, like, will you watch it with me? Right. And she's like, mm -hmm. yeah. And like my brother was watching it with me, too. And my friend had told me, like, when you watch it, make sure that you turn off all the lights. It's like like you're in complete <laughs> darkness. And like she told me to watch it alone, but I was like, I'm not going to watch it alone. Oh, like, wow. You're telling me it's scary. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> and I'm sorry, you were in sixth grade again? Like. I was in sixth grade, so I was like 11 years old. <laughs> and this yeah. reviewers already knew the ins and outs of like The Exorcist and like... <laughs> yes, she, she was very, 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 uh, like, what's that word? Like, she was a connoisseur. Oh, okay. We're getting <laughs> fancy here. Excuse me. Genre. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's my English degree for you. Oh, you know? okay. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So, like, I ended up watching that movie and, like... Eventually, I ended up watching it by myself, technically, because my mom and my brother fell asleep. Mm -hmm. So, and it was like in the beginning of the movie, too. Like, because the movie's like, it's pretty long. I think it's like maybe like longer than an hour. I can't remember. But, uh, um, yeah. right? So, I, I was I was watching it, like, all the, like, they missed all the scary parts. So, <laughs> when the movie finished, like, they woke, I turned on all the lights because I was scared. And she was like, oh, like, you know, I like did finish and I'm like, well, yeah, you know, and like for like weeks, I was scared. Like, I didn't want to go to the bathroom because I thought she was going to come out of the tub. Oh, and wow. I had nightmares. I had nightmares. So like, I think I've told you this before. Like, so I had, um, I had like a specific nightmare where, uh, I actually dreamt that my sister was possessed. And then like, <laughs> later in the dream, like, uh, and, it was, and it was my job to like, unpossess her, you know, to exercise her. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, you told me this before. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> So then, like, I ended up going to, like, in the dream, I, after, like, I got, I took care of the demon and everything, um, I, I went back to the bathroom, and when mm -hmm. I looked in the mirror, like, I felt that something was, like, trying to get out of me from, like, like, inside me, so, like, I felt like a bump, kind of like if I hit my head, but, like, it was from the inside, so it was, like, super scary. Wow. And I told my mom about it, and she freaked out, and she was like, oh, like, you know, it's the movies, it's the books that you're reading, so she burned all my scary books. She didn't let me watch any scary movies. 
but like the fact that I got so scared yeah. and that it impacted me so much, it kind of like, it made me become more interested in it. And I wanted to keep like chasing that feeling, like huh. just being like, I don't know why, like it just, I, I like <laughs> being scared, but it's just like, I think it's like the adrenaline, you know, like yeah. that you feel that rush. So I think that's, I think that's what it is that like does it for me with the horror. Like it's the, it's the, the rush, the you know, you know, the rush. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you go back and listen to episode one of the, of the podcast, you know, I, I kind of touch up on that stuff too. Like, the the point of that episode was was trying to determine why it is that we are so drawn to this. And and there's people that no matter what happens or what, you, you cannot make them watch a scary movie. You cannot make yeah. them read a, a book. And, and that's her personality, and that's fine. But then there's the rest of us, you know, the the <laughs> the, 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 the crazies, you know, that that, that uh, yeah. you know, basically we we are drawn to this dark energy and we can't explain why and we can't get away from it and that's that's basically like my, one of the mysteries that i'm trying to to not solve but kind of investigate during this whole podcast adventure of ours so just to get this straight one more time your your mom went all fahrenheit 451 on you she burned all your books <laughs> like... she did she, she was already working like getting rid of a bunch of junk that she had in the backyard uh -huh. and she took that opportunity to cleanse my soul of all of the evil that I had consumed from the books and the and the movies that I watched, yeah. And I I was able to save like maybe about five books um, mm. that I considered not that scary, so that she didn't have a reason to get rid of them. Uh -huh. um, but yeah, it was it was a very tragic day in my life. I had a collection, and she basically like killed it for me. <laughs> uh, wow! But I came back. I came back. Now I have a full collection of like Stephen King books. And, so you know it worked out just to wrap that thing that, that up real quick would you say that that was more hurtful than the or the, than the movie that you watched the, the, the exorcist like what do you think was a more traumatic experience that like the exorcist or her burning your books the the burning of the books because <laughs> they're very precious to me you know and I, it took me a long time to get them uh -huh. and then like you know, it was it was sad. It was a sad day, and um, I think I think that's why now I have like so many like Stephen King books and like um, like all these other like horror stories. Like, and I and I I haven't read all of them, uh -huh. but they're there, and I know that nobody can go and burn them because they're <laughs> mine. I'm an adult. <laughs> wow. Well. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to something something a little different here. Uh, how about maybe. How, what is your perception of characters? So like, do you sit and think about the characters' motivations when you watch a movie, or do you wait till it's finished, or, or can you just kind of go over that with us for a little bit? So I kind of just like I, when I when I watch movies or like read stories, I kind of just like go with the flow. Like I want to see, um, like I like to see character development. So like I just kind of like I'm like an observer basically. So like I like to see how how everything just kind of like unfold mm -hmm. i don't really go in with any expectations but like i i do have like there there are some times when like um i get annoyed when they have like characters that are kind of like cliche and like maybe like underdeveloped like mm -hmm. so and that's kind of like what i focus on and that, and that's really what kind of um determines for me whether it's a good story or not mm -hmm. like how how complex the characters are um, and I don't like, I think, I know people sometimes have like favorite, like when they're reading something, when they're watching one, like they fixate on one character and they're like, Oh, like this is, this is the guy that I'm rooting for. Yeah. Like, 
I, I, I kind of do that too, but I, I, like it's kind of hard nowadays to to really, um, I guess, be surprised because mm -hmm. a lot of movies have become so repetitive. Yeah. So I think that kind of like made me not really invest myself so much in in the characters. So I just kind of like watch what happens, and then, I mean, if I'm surprised, I'm surprised. But I, I kind of just like observe. I'm not really. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't that, sense, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's that's interesting. I mean, like you, you do bring a good, bring up a good point. Uh, I I do share the the thought that you just had that uh, a lot of movies seem to be kind of predictable already, and and, and yeah. they kind of just repeat ideas. And, and I get it because it's it's hard to come up with new things because I mean it, we've come so far as, as a society, especially the the movie industry. You know, they've done things, and then of course you have this whole remake phenomenon that. Uh, oh yeah. You know, I, I don't know how you feel about that. Sometimes I, I, I get excited when I hear it, but then I see the movie and it's like, ugh, uh, why? Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, it's Yeah, I know. Like it's happening. It's like it, it. Sometimes it's not even better than the original, and I'm mm -hmm. just kind of like, oh, they kind of just messed it up for me. Yeah. But because you know you're already used to like one specific idea, and then if they don't like basically make it even better, then it's really disappointing. So. I, I'm not really a fan of the remakes, only if they're like really, really old. So like mm -hmm. the Stephen King, I mean the the It, that one was good. I yeah. actually liked that one. You know, like, and actually when I first saw It, I was like already like 19 or 20. The so original? I laughed. The original one, yeah. Oh, <laughs> with Tim Curry, the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so for me it was super funny because I mean, I'm watching this movie already like you know, older when like we have better <laughs> like special effects. <laughs> yeah. So everything kind of seemed very like comedic for me. So when I saw the new one, I, I really liked it. Like I thought it was really cool. Yeah, so, actually, uh, 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 I just saw those movies not too long ago. Uh, they've been out for what, like three, four years already, maybe. And, and I, I just had a chance to see them maybe about a month or two ago, back to back. Mm -hmm. And I, I saw one one day, and then the next one the following day, and I was like, I, I was pleasantly surprised. I, I was really like happy with it i i thought they, they i mean of course they changed things the setting of course is it's in the 80s instead yeah. of the 50s the book set in the 50s but uh in a way i kind of feel like that kind of related made it more relatable to me because i, I grew up in the late 80s and, and i was okay you know i got some of the references and, and some of the things you know whatever mm -hmm. uh so but in general i was happy with the way they, they portrayed pennywise i was happy with the way they portrayed the characters uh yes yeah, some things were different but of course you can't really adapt the you know, such a, a, a book that big into a two-hour-long movie. You know, like or in this case, four hours, I guess. But yeah, and and not only that, like you, you like it's you have to kind of like um, mold it around your audience now because back then there was different like ideas and you know people thought differently. So yeah, times change. Yeah, the, the the times change for sure. So so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's one remake that I would say. You know what? This is this is good. This is a good idea. It was done well. It was done with with the audience in mind. It was done with you know with, with a purpose. With the book too, like yeah. they followed the puzzle, so it wasn't like yeah. And that's that, another thing. Like when they when they don't like follow a lot of it, so it's like a completely different thing. And like people who have read the book and then yeah. don't watch the movie, they end up disappointed. So. Oh, I mean, don't get me started on the Dark Tower movie. Ugh, no, 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 no. <laughs> Uh, I, I, yeah, no. You haven't seen it's it. It's a no for me as well. I was very like, I don't know. You saw it? Yeah, I did, and it uh, was very yes, disappointing. It was very childish, to my, <laughs> to my point. Like, 
Yeah, it was for kids. It was a kid. Yeah, it, it wasn't really what I thought it would be, and and they shouldn't have done that. They should have like done like a Netflix series or an HBO series or something. But anyways. Yeah. Um. It's for another time. Yeah, that, that's definitely like a, a whole different can of worms there that we're opening. <laughs> but um, how about maybe telling us uh, go go a little bit further in depth of what you mentioned the psychological aspects of, of horror. Like, what do you mean by that? Like, do you um take the movie as a whole and analyze the whole movie or a specific character or, or like like what do you mean by that so like I, like I, I said before that um like i'm not really i mean when i was younger i liked the jump scares like i was into um like things popping out of nowhere and just scaring you like weird creepy dudes just like yeah out to get you and all that you know like which is like what you've seen in um you know the the michael myers movies like freddy krueger like all that stuff the classics but um now for me i think it's more about like the psychological aspect of the movie so i want to be like i i like it's 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 crazy to say but like i i like messed up stuff you know like i like being like i guess repulsed <laughs> like i don't know so um like i think what like one of the i think i don't know if i told you i don't know if you've seen it uh midsummer have you seen I, you that know, movie? I haven't, and it's it's something that I I intend to do soon. Okay, well I'm not gonna I'm not gonna spoil it, but like mm -hmm. that's one of the movies that I consider like kind of like a psychological thriller. Like, and to me that's more it, it's scarier than you know Freddy Krueger because it's actually something that could happen. So I think that's what does it for me now. Like I I like being um like messed with like psychologically. And and for me, that's what that's what scares me, and what makes a good movie, in my opinion, when it comes to horror movies, because I feel like what what's been done, what was done before, like it it doesn't really apply to like where we are now, yeah. Because those things aren't scary anymore, because we have like, I mean, you can't you can't like Freddy Krueger, like if somebody came up, like you know, like him, and just popped out of nowhere, like in your dreams, like. We would probably beat him up, dude. Like he would not. <laughs> and if we found out that oh, all it takes is like not believing in him, well, yeah. that guy would be gone. He would never come back. So yeah. like I think we gotta mess with other stuff that like really like kind of like gets in our like under our skin. That's what uh -huh. kind of makes things scary. Yeah. Yeah, I mean times are definitely different. Uh, yeah, I I agree with you. I I think that if somebody came up with those like the slasher movies, if they hadn't done that in the '80s. Yeah. If they came up with that stuff now, it'd be like really tame and like really like nobody would really <laughs> care about it, you know, because we have become kind of desensitized to certain things like yeah. uh, because mm -hmm. of reality itself. I mean, it's it's so easy to just get your phone and pick up the, you know, I'm sorry, pick up your phone and, and get on and like a website and, and just see all these horrible things that are happening, you know, war, famine, all these things. And, and, and it's, it's just already available. Like back then, if you didn't have a TV or, or read it in a newspaper, then you didn't know about it. Yeah. You know, like, uh, but but now it's like just so easy to to find out what's going on every, anywhere at any point in time, that something like that. I, I don't think if if they created that right now, they would be successful. You know, it, it would just be completely like poof. Like it would just go over like nothing. <laughs> like basically, like everybody would ignore it. Yeah, and the thing is, I think now, like, because I, I think I've seen it done before. Like, it's more of a comedic thing. It's like a trope. You know, like yeah. Um, it's it's like satire now like if if somebody tried to do that we would just be laughing the entire time because it's really not like i mean being chased down in a dark 
quarter with like some creepy dude like it's it's just not scary enough anymore yeah. so that's yeah, yeah. And, and it's funny you bring that up because uh for example freddy krueger did become a comedian towards the end like of, like the, the first yeah. the first couple movies you know two three movies whatever they, they were kind of serious and stuff like that but then they became like this like parody themselves and and they're still enjoyable but they're they're to me they're a different kind of horror movie they're, they're like like let's say like a comedy horror yeah you know? so mm -hmm. so it's it, it, kind of the same thing like you said earlier the it uh the, the first it of like the early 90s yeah. you see it now and it's like that's not really scary it's funny like tim curry's being like a like you know <laughs> funny like uh so uh yeah definitely i mean like those are, those are good points you're bringing up so um uh, do you have anything else you might want to add before we conclude this segment of yours um I think for now that's it. Um, I mean, we can obviously explore other things later, because I mean, I I have a I don't want to brag, but I have an extensive knowledge in like horror movies. Um, <laughs> so uh, I think I think we're we're set, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we're 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 gonna be okay. <laughs> that's excellent, and and once again, I I, I want to really thank you for taking your time and and for agreeing to help me out with this. You know, it, it really means a lot to me that somebody that I care about so much as a friend is is doing this for me because oh. you know, it, <laughs> don't cry. <laughs> yeah, you <can> <laughs> uh, But no, definitely. I mean, it, I really couldn't have picked somebody better because uh, you know, we you and I get along so well, and uh, we're kind of tuned to the same frequency, kind of like you know, based on everything you told us right now. Like I was just mm -hmm. you know, and, and I already knew this, but I, I wanted people out there to be aware of this also and and that's why i asked you to do this for me or or, or mm -hmm. help me with this you know because uh i i think we can make good things happen with this it, it's it's definitely going to be fun it's going to be exciting and, and hopefully you know people out there can enjoy our, our, our antics <laughs> you know like <laughs> Uh, and I can finally use my degree, you know, we can write, so that's going to be good. <laughs> definitely, we're, we're going to write, and, and hopefully, like I said, people take some time to listen to this and enjoy it, and they have a good time, so. Uh, yeah. Well, that kind of concludes your segment of this, so hopefully uh, you can join me for the rest of this. We, uh, we're going to talk about that movie that we discussed earlier. Okay. It's a secret, it's a secret, we can't tell you guys yet. Huh? <laughs> it's a secret, we can't tell anybody yet. Well, I... I I said it, but I'll edit it out, so it's okay. I, I can oh, just okay. I can just mute myself. <laughs> I, 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 that's the magic of recording, you know. I I have us recording on two separate like uh, channels. Uh huh. So basically, what I'm saying, I can mute at any point, and it's not gonna affect what you're saying. Nice. You know, so so I, I did let the name of the movie slip, but I, I would just beat myself. I'll put that that uh horn from the 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 techno music like. <laughs> <laughs> you should record that and just use that from one <laughs> right <laughs> all right cool well uh thank you very much once again for for doing this and uh i look forward to working with you on this me too it's gonna be a lot of fun Okay, so now that we're done with your job interview, Monica, um, <laughs> do you feel a little bit less nervous now? Yeah, a little bit. The, the <laughs> <part's> over, <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I do want to touch up on some of the things you mentioned in, in that segment because I, I had some questions um, and some comments too. 
so okay. concerning the urban legends, I I do want to go back to that a little bit because I do have some experience on that, uh, or you know, like you, I I grew up in a Hispanic household. I actually grew up in Mexico in Reynosa, and that's something mm-hmm. that I touched up in, in in my first episode. But um, just real quick, I I want to mention a couple. Um, the lady in the dance or the road. There's mm-hmm. variations on that one, right? I don't know if you heard anything on that. Uh, yeah. Like, like um, the way that I've heard it, I've heard two main variations. I've heard the one where it's like this guy goes to a dance and, and he meets this girl and because no one's talking to her, she's kind of sitting by herself and he goes up to her because she's really cute or, or pretty. Mm-hmm. And so they dance and they kind of start hitting it off quite well. And then so she needs to ride home because she needs to be home at a certain time. He takes her home. He gets her the jacket because it's, it's cold outside. And then he goes by the house the next day, the next day, and it's like the mom or the sister or somebody like answers the door and like, oh, you know, she's been dead for like I don't know how long, and the guy gets like, oh, OMG, like you know. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that variation, and then the one that I think you talked about, the one about getting a ride. Yeah, so that one, I think the reason why I remember I remember that one is because I saw it on Supernatural, like the show. So that one, it's like, well, in the show. Um, they have this guy driving, you know, in the middle of the road, and it's like in the middle of nowhere at night, and he sees this girl standing by the side of the road, and she's asking for a ride, so he picks her up, and she says, like, oh, take me home, right? So she goes, he goes and he drives her home, and then she tries to get him to go back inside with her to the house, but the house is like this, like, old, abandoned-looking house, Mm -hmm. and so the whole point behind that story is that she... Um, caught like her her husband cheating on her or something and um, like every time that she asks for a ride like to somebody who's alive right because she's a ghost uh-huh. um, whoever says like whoever does you know go in there with her she ends up murdering because like it's kind of like her getting vengeance for like her husband's unfaith how do you say it unfaithfulness her, his infidelity. infidelity. Yeah, that, that's a much easier word to say. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is the word, but yeah. She's trying to punish the evil deeds of, of men that are still alive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. Mm-hmm. Like, I just heard the one that you talked about, though. Like after you told, after you mentioned it, I did remember mm-hmm. about like the the one in the dance, but it was like oh. that was like an old old one. I hadn't I hadn't heard it in a long time. I'm gonna go on full disclaimer mode here and say that I've never seen a single episode of Supernatural. <laughs> so uh, I know, like I, I know that you're you, a fan and you've never <laughs> seen the show. I know How that, does that even I know that you want to end our friendship right now, but um, <laughs> I, I can't do that. Uh, I, I, I'll, I'll fix that. You know, I'll, I'll work on because it, it's on Netflix now. Like all the seasons, I think it was like what, like 15 seasons. Everything. It's, it's yeah. insane, right? So, so I need to catch up on that. So, anyways. Uh, of course, La Llorona, it, it's it's the most, like, stereotypical, like, Mexican folk legend. I mean, basically, like, in, in most Hispanic cultures, from what I've heard, also in South America, but I think it's, it's like, a Mexican thing. Like, this is, like, a Mexican folk legend, like, that's just so ingrained mm-hmm. in, 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 our, in our culture and in our daily lives that I had to bring it up. It's basically the idea of that lady that... that uh, typically, I, I, the way that I've heard it, it's, it's like an indigenous lady, like an indigenous Mexican lady. Um, mm-hmm. That falls in love with some nobleman from Spain or, or someplace in Europe uh, that's living in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, they end up hooking up and they have like one or two kids together. And then he ends up going back to Spain because he's gonna marry some some rich like princess or, or noblewoman from over there. 
Mm-hmm. So so he leaves her with, with with the kids and she gets all depressed and, and goes crazy and she kills them, right? She kills the kids or she kills him? She kills the way that I've heard it. She kills the kids. She kills the kids. Oh, and, yeah. and then uh, she kills herself because she realizes yeah. what what a, what a horrible thing she's done. And mm-hmm. she becomes a Yorona and she's she's constantly looking for her kids. And if you listen to her, like like if you hear her. Uh, and, and you find her there, and she's gonna take you with her. From from what I understand. Yeah, and I heard that also. Um, she like th- there's one version that I heard like the same way that you told it, but that the reason she like tries to to kill like kids or whatever is because she's trying to make it back to heaven, uh-huh. or she's trying to get to heaven, and she keeps trying to like the only way she can go back is by bringing her kids with her, but she can't find them. She can't find their bodies or their ghosts or whatever, uh-huh. so she takes either kids, but it never works. Yeah, because she so drowns them in a river, so she's always around bodies mm-hmm. of water. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, the next one that I wanted to touch on, which is also, I think, a very stereotypical thing of ours, like in our culture, the, the, the Mexican uh, heritage, the, mm-hmm. the, the lechuzas, you know, the, the owls. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen one, like an actual lechuza in real life? Like I I I don't mean like I don't mean like a supernatural encounter like like have you seen one period like have you seen one like just uh, like around flying around or whatever? I don't think I have ever. No. Like I, and 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 I've and I've heard that like like if well what's the what's the legend like that if they show up they do what like um I've heard a couple of different versions like um either it, it's a familiar for for a witch which is like a familiar um. It, it's an animal spirit that helps witches, you know, with with their uh, witching, <laughs> like <laughs> they're witching. <laughs> yeah, but ba- basically, they're they're like they're like they're <laughs> like they're animal helpers, you know. So they they do things for them, and, and you know they they help them like you know spy on people and stuff like that. From what I understand, mm-hmm. or the other thing that I've heard is that they're the witches themselves, you know, that they they transform into this animal because they, they want to like see what's up, you know, and, and mm-hmm. um. But I, 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 you, you've, you've told me otherwise. You've heard a different version of that, haven't you? Well, yeah, and I don't even know if. I mean, I think what I know about owls or like the chusas is not is because I, I don't think I ever heard the actual legend. But um, I watch a lot of like uh, <laughs> alien documentaries. Uh-huh. So what I heard was that like owls, like, the white ones specifically. Like I think I don't know about the other ones, but yeah, specifically that... white owls are the mm-hmm. ones that if you see them outside your window supposedly um they're like it's either aliens that like took the form of uh the owl to spy on you um and that if you see them like i don't know how many like nights in a row that means that you're gonna get abducted wow so yeah that's that, pretty trippy too i had never heard of that until you told me recently so i was like this is a completely <laughs> different like left field <laughs> yeah, version of take on owls yeah yeah v- version of it and by the way yeah the lechuzas are the white owls they're not they're not like the stereotypical oh. like yeah like like because when people think of owls, they usually think of like the brown ones with the spots and like the ones that like turn their head like the actresses, you know, like. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, not those. So the chooses are, are like the white ones, the creepy ones with the black beady eyes, you know. Uh, and, yeah. and actually, yeah, I, I, I've seen a couple like because I, I, like the place where I live, uh, we have like a lot of trees behind our, our yard. Mm-hmm. So I, I've seen a couple flying around and they're, they're bigger than they look, man. They, they Their wingspan is, I don't, like, I don't know, like like five six feet i mean uh, those things look massive like you know it looks it looks freaking scary you know like yeah, uh, no. so, so i understand why pe- why people like <laughs> i understand why people get are scared of them and um 
Uh, so, so then the next one that I have is is the the Dance of the Devil. Have you heard that one? I have. So, what have you heard? It's been like a it's been a long time. I haven't really. So that one. I mean, when you when you when you told me about it, I remembered it, but I hadn't heard it in a really long time. Okay. So you explain it. <laughs> Oh, you want me to explain it? Okay, well, basically, the the Dancing with the Devil thing is that um, this girl that, that's really popular because she's pretty and, and, you know, she's from a, from a nice, rich family. A lot of the guys like her because, you know, she's really beautiful, but she's not a very pleasant person to be around. You know, she's really mean to people. Like, she bullies people. She treats them like, like crap, you know? Like, wow. So, she's this really, like, conceited woman. I mean, um... Uh, so she's not gonna marry anybody because you know she's gonna she's gotta have like the guy with the most money. Uh, yeah, because basically she's she's gotta have like the most like the guy with the most money, the guy with the most horses, whatever. Because this is back in the day, like you know, in, in the times of like yeah. the, the ranches and everything before cars and whatever. <laughs> so right? She's too picky. She's gonna end up alone. <laughs> yeah, she, she's picky. So then one time they have like 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 a ball like in in in, in their, their town, right? Uh-huh. And this guy shows up in, in, in like either a black horse or a black carriage, you know, depending on, on how fancy the, the, the person telling the story wants to make him seem, you know. But he's a really like, you know, handsome gentleman. He's dressed really nicely. You know, he has a lot of, a lot of, of uh, like he looks rich, you know, he, he looks like, like he comes from a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. But, he, but he's a foreigner. Nobody knows who he is. Nobody's seen him. He announces himself. Oh, I've, I've come because I've heard your, your town has a ball tonight and whatever. So then he goes in this girl mm-hmm. sees him arriving and she like oh you know this is my ticket out of here you know this is the guy that i want because he looks like he's for money so then um he approaches her and, and he, you know she she agrees to dance with him and as they're dancing you know she realizes something is wrong and because he smells weird and, and he starts like talking like in, in a different voice whatever so then she re- realizes that that the guy's feet are different you know they're not human feet they're like animal feet uh, because some of us have have like the, the loteria diablito you know, like the little devil in the, in the loteria he looks like he's got oh, like, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. like like the goat feet and then one one of them's a goat feet foot and then the other one's like a crow or a bird foot right uh-huh so she sees that and then he starts laughing like really like demonically whatever so then what happens is, <laughs> is uh you know she she either ends up like he takes her by force or, or and nobody can stop him or they disappear together and nobody ever sees the girl again you know so, so basically in the end she she disappears like nobody ever knows or, or finds out what happens to her yeah so moral of the story don't be um a snob that was gonna take you so <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah, so, so i mean it's okay to have standards but come on be be realistic <laughs> yeah. she, she was she was doing too much too much so, uh, is there anything else you might want to add to this little discussion we're having right now? I think I think we're good. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't really think of any other one. Well, actually, you know what? I did. I was watching these videos right before because I knew we were gonna do this, uh-huh. and um, I did see one where they talked about this. Um, I guess it's just like a spirit called the the white. What was it? The White Death. White Death. Oh, okay. And this one, I got off of YouTube. I got it off of YouTube, and the video is called "Top Ten Scary Mexican Urban Legends," and it's from Most Amazing Top Ten. Mm. And so this was the first one that they that they um, were talking about. And like as soon as I started hearing like like the description and everything, I kind of paused it because like it started freaking me out. When I was 
maybe like 12 or like 11. Uh-huh. Um, I remember seeing this lady, like, um, and she was like outside my window because we used to have these bunk beds, and I was sleeping on the top bunk. And when I looked outside the window, because I kept hearing somebody like saying my name, uh-huh. um, I saw somebody outside wearing all white, and it was like this lady. I didn't recognize her. I don't. I don't know who she was. Um, and I didn't really pay much attention to it until I noticed that she was like floating, and I'm like, what the hell oh, is going damn. on? Yeah, and I I noticed also like that in that area because that window um like in that little spot we always had boxes and like a bunch of junk so Mm -hmm. i thought it was so weird that like nothing was there and this lady was like you know just chilling out there like floating so um i don't know i i I mean obviously it was probably a dream so like i went back to sleep and um i heard knocking i just heard like one or two knocks Mm -hmm. and heard like oh my mom's probably gonna open the door and i went back to sleep and then when i woke up later that day like um the junk was back so i'm like okay well that's weird like that 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 couldn't have happened right and i remember asking my mom if she heard um like if somebody had come by the house and she said no and i'm like are you sure like i heard knocking and she's like no there was nobody here and um yeah so that was like really really weird and like i had never heard about the white death until today so i thought it was so like coincidental (laughs) that you know i saw something that was kind of like looked like that like yeah. and I had never even heard of it in my life. So, oh, and then let me let me tell you what the knocks mean. So the first knock means that they want your skin. The second one means she wants your hair. The third one's for your bones. Four for your heart. Five for your teeth. Six for your eyes and seven for your soul. <laughs> wow. So what she does is like she like kind of like stalks you and then runs you into your house and she like like traps you there and then she does the knocks and then she goes in there and takes you so wow no that, that, you know what I, I had never really heard that one but that's really interesting yeah i, I was like oh no <laughs> she wasn't my skin <laughs> like, apparently because i heard one knock or two i'd be like nope. my skin's on my hair nope <laughs> <laughs> i don't blame her i have very nice skin you know my hair's pretty awesome yes so. of course <laughs> <laughs> All right, Monica, so you've discussed in your job interview what you think makes a good movie, right? Yes. Uh, I, I felt like I should kind of touch up on that because I don't think I did that on the first episode. And let's see, because what I, what I kind of want to do is make a distinction between what a good movie versus an enjoyable movie is. Uh-huh. Uh, realistically, a lot of horror movies are not really good. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if you agree. <laughs> Meaning that that um, you can enjoy them. They're enjoyable movies. They're they're, they're fun to watch. You know, you, you get a, a good time out of watching them, either because they scare you or because they make you laugh or, or whatever the case might be. You know, but but honestly, uh, I think a lot of us can can safely say that horror movies aren't really masterpieces for the most part. I mean, the, uh, there's exceptions, of course, like The Exorcist, uh, The Thing, maybe the one about the alien. The movie uh-huh. Alien, actually, that you know, that, that's that's another really so so. There's good horror movies, you know. There, there's good horror movies out there, but I think most of them are just enjoyable. Like you have a good time, and for me, the, most of them, that's where they fall. Like even the ones that I really like, like the ones about the slashers that I'm a really big fan of. Uh huh. 
the series, like 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 the Freddy Krueger ones, the, the Michael Myers, the Jason, you know, Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, the better ones being usually the earlier ones, usually the first couple of parts, uh, uh, you know, maybe like two, three, and, and, and then after that it kind of goes a little downhill. I don't know if if you've seen those movies, I don't know if you would agree with that. I mean, I do, like, so when, when it comes to those, like the like the Freddy ones and like, uh, like all the Jason movies, like all those, like the classics, right? The first couple ones are good, but it, like once they start making like a part, like, four or five they start getting too like like just predictable you know but i do disagree with you on that um horror movies you know not all of them are that i mean that they're just enjoyable because some of the ones that came out like recently are pretty like they're pretty good like they're, they're a different type of horror but they're still like they're very very good uh like can you give me an example yes and I know you haven't seen it, but um, it's uh, Midsummer. Yes, I mentioned and that. I haven't seen that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That one's really good. Like it's it's very, and I think it's just the whole psychological part of it, which I'm a fan of. And then there's um, Hereditary, which is the same the same director. I can't remember what the name is of the director at the top of my head, but that guy directed both movies, and they're they're both like really in like they're they're, they're psychological horrors, and like they're really really good. And they're recent. Like they came out recently. Yeah, and, and actually, I haven't seen either one of those movies, and and I, I need to I need to catch up because I haven't seen a lot of, of uh, contemporary horror. I, I usually stick to the older ones, mm-hmm. mainly because it's the ones that I grew up with. with but uh, I do have some catching up to do. I'm not gonna lie. Like I said earlier, I, I only just recently saw the It movies, even though I'm a big Stephen King fan. Dude, I love uh, that movie. The uh, new one. The, yeah, the, the new ones, yeah. No, the original, like I said, the original was enjoyable. It, it's, it's an enjoyable yeah. movie, but in real, in taking the movie as a whole, I, I love the book. I mean, the book's amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the I movie. Still yeah, I still need to read. The, the book is, is, is amazing. Uh, uh, but the, the, the movie, the first one, for, for its time, like we discussed earlier, you know, we're just uh, recapping that real quick. Mm-hmm. It, it was good for its time, but now it's like, no. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, it's just enjoyable. Um, and the same with the ones that I mentioned earlier. So, so the, the there's three things for me that I think make a movie good or can help make a movie good and not just enjoyable. Uh, one of which being a good story that moves at a good pace for the movie itself. Uh-huh. And that, that part is important because sometimes movies are slow burns, you know? Mm-hmm. Sometimes movies are, are slow burns, and, and some people get impatient because they want to see someone getting like stabbed or, or shot or, or whatever. Uh, and in some movies, not a lot happens. In those like like slow burning movies, it takes a while for them to get anywhere, and then when they do get somewhere, it, it's not like a big like uh, violent bloody mess. It, it, it's it's more of a, of the, the the journey rather than the destination, if that makes sense. Uh huh. So one example that that I found in that you know that that really I, I'm not sure if you're familiar with this movie. It's called The Innkeepers. I don't remember seeing it. What's it about? Just really quick, it, it's about this this girl and and this guy that work in a hotel, like in a tourist, like like an antique hotel kind of, in a small okay. town, and they're closing it down because it's already like too run down, and and, and the people that own it can't maintain it because you know they're losing money, so they're gonna close it down. Uh, and basically, uh, it's just like the last days of the hotel, and it, it tells a story of, of what happens. 
there's a legend in the hotel about, about a person that might have died there. And the, the cool thing about it is that you don't know if what happens to the people in the movie is either real or they're imagining it or if it's supernatural until the very end. Until the very, very end. That, that, that's, that's when you that's when you kind of like start seeing like, okay, that this is a... this Okay, you know. Yeah. You get what they're trying to say. Okay. You know, so, so that's a movie that I would like to do in the future. You know, hopefully that we, we get around that because it's 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 like a two-hour-long movie. I mean, it's a slow burn. So I'm gonna watch it. So it, it. it might some it might put some people to sleep, but I thought it was it was pretty good. I mean, not he like amazing. Oh my god! But it I, it, it kept me like entertained. It kept me focused. Okay. Uh, and then I, I like to see good characters. <laughs> I mean, characters that actually make sense and, and that I can relate to and. and uh, this movie that, that, that I thought of for, for this, you know, to illustrate this example is, is The Diary of the Dead, which is a zombie movie. I, I'm a big fan of zombie movies. I, I, I've seen a lot of really good ones. I've seen a lot of really bad ones, uh, mm-hmm. enjoyable or not enjoyable. Uh, this movie, though, really quick, uh, are you familiar with it? I honestly don't think so, and I'm surprised. Like, I don't... Like, I, I thought... <laughs> Honestly, like, cause I, I mean, I read our notes. I thought it was a typo. <laughs> I've never heard this movie before. Yeah, so so it's it's called The Diary of the Dead, and just again, really quick, because I do want to do this movie also in the future, in, in a future episode. It's basically a, a zombie apocalypse in the dawn of the social media era. When does it, when did it come out? It came out in like two thousand seven or eight, I believe. Okay. Uh, so this is like in, in the time around where YouTube was coming up because YouTube's have been eternal, guys, young ones in the audience. Uh, YouTube's been around for about twelve years up up until this point in time, which is twenty twenty. Mm-hmm. So we did have a time in our lives where we didn't have YouTube, or <laughs> we didn't have TikTok, where we didn't have Facebook. You know, Facebook's been around for about MySpace yeah. and Friendster and it's AOL. funny. Yeah, AOL, MSN. You know, and it's funny that you mentioned that because because. Yeah, because MySpace is, 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 I think they sponsored that movie. No way. Because they, they feature like a segment like where, where MySpace is like, you know, they're, because this, what, what happens is again, really quick, because I get, I get excited because it's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so forgive my, my, uh, my girlish yeah, voice, girl, <laughs> like my, my, my <laughs> fanboy <laughs> squeals. So, um, in essence... A zombie outbreak happens during like the early 2000s, 2005 or six, you know, and it's the 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 dawn of the social media era. So MySpace around, but not Facebook, no YouTube, none of that stuff's around yet. But the way that it's done, like I mean, not the char- not all the characters are are, are good or, or or smart or anything, but the way that it's done is uh the it's directed by George Romero, by the way, the the, the guy that created the Night of the Living Dead, Dawn what? of the Dead. Uh, yeah. No, they, it makes sense. Diary of the Dead. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So, so he directed it, and this guy, the way he 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 had a, he envisioned what happened, what what would have happened in a time of crisis, what we're seeing now in this in this crisis that we're living in. Mm-hmm. I mean, of course, not the zombies, you know, because no, but the way that people acted, the way that people were, are relating to each other, it it, it kind of touched up on that like you know I, I i watched it again recently and i was like wow you know this this guy this movie was made about 15 years ago whatever 12 years ago and it's still relatable and, and it's what's happening in a time of, of global crisis you know it, it, it's it's really like you know it, it, it was like ahead of its time 
Mm-hmm. And people don't like this movie. People think it's one of the worst movies he ever made for some reason. And, and I, I can see why that is for, for a lot of reasons. But to me, it, it's always been a movie that, that's, that's been like, you know, ahead of its time. Okay. And then... I'm sorry, what? Is it on Netflix? I, it's not, but I have it. I have a copy of it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to see if yeah, I... Yeah, does that do me if you're all the way over there in McAllen and I'm in California? <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm going to see if I can find a way for you to watch it, my friend, because it, it's, it's a really good movie. Okay. <laughs> and then I, I would say maybe like the other thing that, that I consider makes a, a, a movie good or more, you know, highly enjoyable... Okay. There's a plot twist that actually makes sense, and they're interesting. Because a lot of times they're kind of just thrown in, like, oh, you know, but, oh, wait, this is the killer. Or, like, oh, wait, this, you know, and uh, you're like, what? Like, it, it's, it's too far yeah, from left field to make sense. Mm-hmm. And, and that I'm like, oh, that, that kind of frustrates me as a viewer. I don't know about you. No, yeah, I don't like it either. Like, it's, it's kind of annoying. It's like, okay, pick something and just, like, make the best of it. Like, why do we have to be running around with their heads cut off? Yeah, exactly. So, so this one will be for me, Cabin in the Woods. <laughs> like the first time that I watched it, I, I had no idea. It looked just like this stereotypical horror movie, and I was like, okay, great. You know, like another enjoyable night for me. You know, because this movie is like the typical teenagers in, in a cabin thing, whatever. And then the, the plot twist that happens towards like the very end is like, whoa, okay, like, you know, this is like, you know. And actually, it happens during the movie because like you see like the 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 people that are operating like the whole contest or, or whatever it is that's happening uh mm-hmm. y- you see them behind the computers and they're like pushing buttons and like, oh you know but wait i gotta uh, this i got a surprise for you whatever and and i'm like wow you know this this is like it actually makes perfect sense because uh in some circles you know some people say that that uh it's satire of horror fans themselves okay so have you seen that movie by the way i dude I think it, yeah, I did actually, and but I'm gonna be honest, like I don't, I don't, I can't remember if I if I finished it, but I, I did start watching it because I remember I saw it on on either Netflix or Prime, and I was like, how have I how have I never seen this movie before? And I started watching it, but I didn't I didn't finish it, I don't think, because I don't remember a lot of it. Yeah, so so basically, like the, the what happens towards the end is is interesting. It's it's like okay, you know, like and. Like I said, some people consider the movie a satire or a critique of horror fans themselves because, uh, you know, it, it always seems like whenever a movie comes out, people are always highly critical of it and and they don't give it a chance, you know, and mm-hmm. um, because, I don't know, like, I, I think some of us have, and I include myself because, you know, sometimes I, I do the, the same thing, is some of us have, have reached a point where we're like, ah, you know, but this isn't even scary anymore, like, or, or uh, you know... Uh, that's scary enough. Yeah, you're kind of just going through the motions at this point. So, so I mean, I do have my limits, and and, and that's something that I'll touch up on at a different time. But because mm-hmm. there's movies that I, I I will not be comfortable watching, one of which because they're too scary. Not because they're scary, but because they're gross. <laughs> like like too much gore or what? Uh, that's one thing. I mean, I can handle gore, but when it's done in the way that it's done in the Saw movies, I'm like, ugh, it's not. Oh, really... okay. It, it, I, I don't find it. I don't find it uncomfortable i just find it like this is too much like this is they're trying too hard for me you know like in my opinion they're, they're trying too hard but some people enjoy that you know and that's that's fine mm-hmm. uh, I'm one of the people. <laughs> <laughs> but for but just just a, an example of a movie that, that i couldn't get through watching and i'm like why don't we or like 
because I, halfway through I'm like this is just really gross and, and I, I started just ignoring it and just messing with my phone and, and the human centipede oh my god I hate that movie it's so disgusting <laughs> he first what I was like what is this is this an actual movie like it looks like something you would find on YouTube it's so gross yeah so so, <laughs> so, so I'm like yeah, on that one, I'm like, yeah, no, it's going to be... So, I, I never watched parts two and three. I'm like, why? Like, I, I didn't like the first one. The uh-huh. next two are going to be about exactly the same thing. So, I'm like, why? Like, no. <laughs> I think I saw the second one, but I honestly don't remember it that much. I just know that there was some, like, it was a German dude or yeah. something like that. Like, it was in another house, but it was basically, yeah, the same, almost the same thing. Yeah, so, so those are definitely a hard pass for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, like I said, I mean, we we all have our limits, and and and, and when it gets to to that kind of stuff, I'm like, no, I just hit the brakes, and, and no, nope, 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 <laughs> I hop on the train to Noteville, my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so, so I guess you know, like, do you have anything else to add about this, or? or... I think I mean, I think we're good. I mean, I kind of like so my. Like, I, I think I, I agree with a lot of the stuff that you said. Like, I, I, I think that um, for me, what does it is like interesting plots and plot twists, um, realistic characters. You know, I don't like the whole, I mean, obviously like the slasher films are cool because you, you know what you're watching, right? But like, mm-hmm. um, when like, that whole line of like, who's there? It's not funny anymore. Like that stuff gets old. Like you can't keep pulling that <laughs> off every single movie. Um, so that, like, the moment I hear that, I'm just like, oh my god, like, just stop. So, for me, I think now, I'm more into, like, the whole, like I said before, like, the psychological thrillers. Um, I do like gore, but, um, I wouldn't rewatch the Saw movies. I think, like, the first times that I watched them was enough. <laughs> but, it, but, it, mm-hmm. but I think, like, gore does make things interesting, too. But, like you said, a little too much of it is, like, nah, I'll pass. I feel the same. I, I'm not a big fan of the Saw movies. I've I've seen most of them, but I haven't seen like I don't think I've seen the last one or two. Mm, uh, I don't think so. Either. But uh, yeah, it's not my cup of tea. That and Hostel, I, I didn't really enjoy those either. But I mean, like to each their own. You know, each each person has their own favorite type of horror. Yeah. And, and somebody that's a fan of those movies is, is like we said earlier, they're gonna watch a Freddy Krueger movie and laugh their their butt off because it's it's not what they're expecting. You know, it's not gory. It's not violent enough. So yeah. So the question that I wanted to ask you is, uh, we've talked about what's been done before mm-hmm. in different time periods, you know, the slashers, the, the more contemporary stuff, you touched up on that right now. Uh, let's talk about the future for a bit. Where do you think horror could go or should go from here? Well, I think we should take advantage of the fact that we are all going through the pandemic and people are freaking out. And I know it's been done before. We've seen it in zombie movies. We've seen it. I think there's that movie Contagion also that probably is kind of scary because it's about a virus too. Um, But I think that we have enough content for like, like today scary stuff like we have like you know the stuff that's going on politically and then the stuff that's going on with the pandemic so i think that like what's probably going to happen in the next couple of years is that a lot of movies are going to come out 
based on those types of fears. Uh-huh. And and that's gonna be scary because like we we're gonna be able to relate to it because we lived it. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not sure if you're aware of the existence of that movie, Corona Zombies. <laughs> well, I mean... <laughs> Which, by the way, I, I, I don't recommend you watch, because I, I saw a review of it, and I was like, they basically just reused footage from a different movie and, and pasted it onto what? new footage, and, and no. Uh, to me, that was like, no, nope, nope. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah>, so <laughs> original. <laughs> I mean, it's okay if you want to laugh for a bit, because the movie that they use is from like the 70s, whatever, so so when when they superimpose that with the new footage, it just looks so out of place, and it's just like, oh, no. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, this is going to impact, maybe not, uh, like, I, I mean, you, you mentioned like in a few years from now, but I think it's going to take a little longer, but it's it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'd yeah. say maybe within five, ten years, instead of like two or three, I, I, I would say my opinion would be within the next five, ten years, we're going to start seeing movies about our current situation at this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And quarantine, quarantine mm-hmm. can make people look crazy. So, you know, I yeah. thought my house was cleaning. So, <laughs> yeah, that, so, that could definitely work. <laughs> so, I'm not a filmmaker. I have friends that are filmmakers. I know people that, that I've worked in, in making their own in, in like little short movies, you know, like five, 10 minute, 30 minute films. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always thought of like, and this was done in a Halloween movie, but it was not done in the way that I would think about it because the way they did it in Halloween Resurrection, I believe, yeah, Resurrection, mm-hmm. uh, was that they, they made a reality show and they put cameras on the people like they're recording mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. So it's like a first person thing. But the way that I would do it is kind of like what they did in, the, in that movie, which I haven't seen, but I saw the preview. It's called Hardcore Henry, which isn't Hardcore. a horror movie. It's not a horror movie. It, it, it's an action movie, like an action flick, but... The way that it's shot, it, it makes you think that you're the person that's acting in it because it, it, it's shot in a way that's, that's uh, it's a first person movie, mm-hmm. but it's not a found footage and it's not a reality thing. It's like you're, it's like you're him. It's, it's like, cool. you, like you're the actor in the movie. So, so you're, you're beating everybody up and you're shooting all these guns and everything. So that's kind of oh, the way I'm, that, yeah. yeah, I think I think credit for that. Yeah. So that's kind of the way that I would maybe suggest someone make make a movie like a horror movie like like on, on a first person perspective of different characters mm-hmm. and you know just use creative editing because again i'm not a filmmaker so i i would have no idea how to actually carry this out <laughs> but but uh, you know just do some creative editing and show different perspectives different different characters doing different things but then you know that they encounter something that's dangerous to them and just go from there you know but that's the way that i would do it um but I would also avoid excessive jump scares because no, don't do that, people, please. <laughs> yeah, it gets old after a while. Like we already, we're already used to it. Yeah. So I it's mean, not really gonna do anything for us, but like. And, yeah. and it's gotten to the point where you can actually pretty much predict them. Like like that mirror scene where yeah. like they, they they open the medicine cabinet and there's nothing there and they close it and then something's behind them and it's like, come on, man, like this is like. Yeah, they do like two takes and then the second one that's where the freaking yeah, ghost so... comes out. So, yeah. so yeah, like you know, uh, I would say maybe avoid those and, and kind of focus on, on on the action, not like the the scares, you know, like the jump scares. Just kind of focus on what the characters are doing and, and kind of have mm-hmm. them experience. And then, by default, you yourself, because you're, you're what you're seeing what they're seeing. Yeah. So if, if somebody really good gets on that concept, I think they can make a really good movie. I think it would be really cool. I like that idea.
So, Monica, I guess we're just about ready to wrap things up around here. Uh, I just want to thank everybody for listening that made it all the way to the end of the second episode of this podcast entitled Exploring the Myths Behind the Legends. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope you tune in for the next one. I do want to give some shout-outs to people that have been supportive. They've been sharing our links. They've been giving us feedback. Uh, really quick, Abby L., Dennis B., Bell D., Mark R., Eric V., and Mario de la V. Thank you guys for your love and support. Uh, we do encourage everyone that's out there to reach out to us. If you've shared our link, just give us some feedback, some opinions, some suggestions, comments, and we will do the same for you. We'll give you a shout out so you can show it off to your friends. Yeah, and I want to say thanks to my sister because I know she listened to the first episode and she already loves it. And to my friend Ariana for commenting on my Instagram post, yes when I told her <laughs> that we were doing this podcast. So thank you guys. And um, yeah, th- uh, keep listening. We're going to keep working on this and hopefully you guys keep enjoying it. So Monica, you're going to give our audience a little hint of what's coming up for the next one because we're actually going to start dissecting a film, guys, for real. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. So we're the next, the next episode is going to be about this lavish lady, very stylish, by the way, who lives in a very interesting home and um i hope you guys like it yeah stay tuned yeah hopefully we find out what she's up to and and what she's about right Mm -hmm. yeah once again thank you guys for tuning in to this podcast entitled exploring the myths behind the legends and i hope to see you again soon bye